By the end of this episode, you are going to have a three-part framework that you can swipe, that you can use to write more compelling copy to hook your reader's attention, pull it in, hold it in, and carry it through to making more sales with your marketing, your advertising, your copy. I, I'm, I'm super excited. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think you're going to get a ton of value out of this episode. So let's get into it. All right. So uh, before we before we actually get to this, I want to I want to start with a couple questions for you. Uh, ask yourself who first called advertising salesmanship multiplied. Who first called advertising salesmanship multiplied? What's the job of the first sentence in any advertisement? What neurotransmitter will keep buyers glued to your sales copy? What's the most profitable online marketing channel? What headline formula do I absolutely hate? You'll find out the answers to these five questions in the special bonus section at the end of this episode. All right. Um, so as we get into this this TV game shows, so this 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 whole idea comes out of TV game shows, and or at least it's it's played upon by the TV game shows that pull our attention. Game shows that have lasted decades that are still on the air, and they were on the air when I was growing up. And it's the same secret that top copywriters use often all the time in their copy to pull attention in, to write more compelling copy and to make more sales. And it's all about dopamine. So uh, I, I'm actually scheduled tomorrow to interview Bill Burchard. And he doesn't normally talk to copywriters. In fact, I think that my interview with him is going to be the first ever interview where he's talking about copywriting. But he just released this book called writing for impact. And he dove into the science behind language and writing and what makes certain writing more compelling, more interesting. And I so can't wait to interview him uh, because the interview is not recorded yet. I can't promise an exact date when it's going to come out. But uh, man, this is going to be a great one. Uh, so as I was going through the book, I had this idea um, that, that jumped out at me, this TV game show secret from some of the things that he was talking about. He he has this quote, engaging writing is reward-filled writing. Engaging writing is reward-filled writing. So as your prospect is, is reading or as your reader is reading, as your listener is listening, if your writing is put into video or audio media, right? Um, as they're going through, they are receiving rewards. They're receiving little rewards. Um, and those rewards are mental. They're, they're in their head, right? They're in their brain. And what those rewards come from is, um, is pursuit and attainment. Pursuit and attainment. Um, and that comes down to dopamine. It's the dopamine system in our brain. So uh, dopamine, contrary to what was originally believed about it, it's not about pleasure. We don't experience pleasure when dopamine is released in our brain. What What's going on in our brains or what's going on in our experience as dopamine is being released in our brains is anticipation and pursuit of rewards. It's about expectation, about those expected rewards. And so writing that is constantly creating an anticipation or expectation of rewards in the reader's mind is going to trigger a lot of dopamine. And what happens when we have a lot of dopamine is we go after what we want. We go after, we, we go to get that reward, right? And so if 
your prospect is going after the next sentence in your copy and then after the next sentence and after the next sentence. Like that's a page turner novel, right? That's the, that's the type of uh, engagement from good writing where they have to get through to the end. And there's certainly worst qualities that could be true about your copywriting, right? And perhaps like the, the grand epitome of this is, is infinite scroll. So you, you pop onto Facebook and at one point, I don't know if this stat is still accurate, but at one point, the average Facebook user would scroll the length of the Statue of Liberty every day on Facebook. So they're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling away, and it's the length of the Statue of Liberty. Now that's, that is a lot. And that comes from this anticipation of what's coming next, not knowing what's coming next, expecting something to come next. And the more that Facebook triggers that dopamine deluge, right, that, that expectation, the anticipation, the pursuit of what's next in the newsfeed, right, the more successful it is. And the same thing applies for all media that is like that, where, you know, you're scrolling and you don't know what the next news story is going to be. You don't know what the next um, snap is going to be. You don't know what the next TikTok short is going to be. You don't know what the next, right? It's, it's about that expectation, the anticipation of some kind of rewarding experience. But even the reward doesn't even have to be like a positive reward. It's just the fulfillment of the anticipation, right? So that brings us to the TV game show secret revealed. <laughs> it's all about the expectation of an answer. So you go with a show like Jeopardy and there's this big board and if I'm remembering right, there are five rows in five columns, right? And somebody selects, you know, I'm, um, I want this for this amount, right? And so they're, they're pinpointing a square in there and they're actually given an answer, right? But really it's the same question and answer flipped on its head. They're given an answer and they have to guess the right question, right? Or Wheel of Fortune. Right? Uh, you know, this is this is um, old, old school Wordle <laughs> where there's a bunch of blank spaces that are put up on the board and they have to guess the letters. And if they get it right, they get a certain number of, of points based on the spinning of the wheel. Uh, but then the person who 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 wins the puzzle, who guesses the puzzle correctly, gets um, gets, you know, an additional bonus amount. Right. So in both of those cases and in so many other TV game shows, there is the expectation of an answer. So the moment that we have, you know, for example, the question that's put up where the, the answer is the, or I mean the answer that's put up where the answer is the appropriate question in Jeopardy, there is this, this expectation, this anticipation of what the correct answer is, right? And, and whether we get it wrong or right, we just want to know what the answer is. With Wheel of Fortune, it's kind of the same thing. We want to know, oh, you know, which of those letters are in there? Where are the letters at, right? And they, they, they draw it out. They do it in a slow way where it's, you know, the letters are lighting up and then it used to be Vanna White, I don't know who does it now, walks around and touches the different spots for the different letters and they're turned over, right? Even though we know that all of them are that letter. And, um, and so they're drawing out this, this expectation, this anticipation. 
until we get to a point where we discover what the actual answer is, right? And that whole time, our dopamine system in our brain is going psh, 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 and it's getting us all excited. And I'll note with these, like there's not really any benefit required to trigger that dopamine system, right? It even works for just, just trivia, right? We wanna know if we're right. We wanna know what the correct answer is. Um, and there's a, there's a really interesting quote also from that book, Writing for Impact, uh, that was, there's an evolutionary drive in your brain to continuously update your grasp of reality. And that he was making the point that like it doesn't matter how beneficial or how relevant the information is to our life for this uh, this reward system, right? This anticipation reward system. All that matters is that it's it's like new and unique information that we're going after, right? And we want to know if we're right. And of course, if there's additional benefit to the information, there are other factors at play there that might keep people engaged for longer. But even just sheer trivia that has no relevance in your life beyond the trivia question and the answer can trigger this exact same uh, system, right? And so good copywriting, good copywriting plays to this. And he actually even gave a three-part framework in the book. And I'd say you can swipe this to write better copy. I'll note here that, you know, this isn't like a swipe file where it's fill in the blanks, formula, you know, template, whatever. We're swiping the principle and the strategy. We're swiping this at the level of the idea. We're, we're, we're taking the idea and applying it to our own situation, which is the only type of swiping that actually really works anyway. So this three-part framework that he laid out is prime, withhold, and deliver. Prime, withhold, and deliver. So if you come out of the gates and you're like, uh, you know, what is the answer to this trivia question? It's this, right? And, and you answer it as quick as you ask it. Well, then there's not that same moment for the dopamine system to really uh, activate, to really go off, to really get that person pursuing the answer to the question. The, the, the anticipation is not there, right? And so you need to prime, you need to promise what is to come, right? But then it's essential that there is this moment, and in some cases in copy, it can be a very extended moment of withholding, not giving, not satisfying that curiosity, not, not fulfilling whatever promise is inherent in asking the question, right? And then eventually, eventually, you do deliver on that framework. Um, so, you know, it, what you're doing is you're, you're setting up, hey, uh, if you watch this video, you're going to get X, Y, and Z. And here's all the great things that's gonna happen because you get X, Y, and Z. And then you go into perhaps a backstory, whatever other information. So we're in this withholding period, this gap between the, the, the promise of information and the acquisition of the information, the delivery of the information. And then we get to that point where we do need to deliver on it or in some cases, with good marketing, uh, with really good copywriters, what you'll see is the delivery of the information that's being withheld is actually delivered after the purchase of the product. So I just wrote a video sales letter in the real estate investment niche or real estate as a business opportunity niche, and I promised some information about a search that helps you identify 
um, where there are a certain type of real estate real estate deals available. And although I tease the search a little bit more, the actual delivery of that particular piece of information doesn't occur until you actually open up the, the product, the purchase product, and you watch a certain segment of the video that I talk about in the, the video sales letter. Um, and so you actually have to purchase the product to get the final delivery. And other great copywriters have done very similar things. Um, the other thing that I will point out here that I'll emphasize here, this is, uh, I go into more detail on this in my, uh, in my slight of pin copywriting course, where I talk about advanced persuasion strategies and hypnotic and neurolinguistic programming principles, NLP principles for copywriting, there's this idea of a nested loop. So while we have the person primed in anticipating the information, there is an openness to, uh, to getting new information and extra attention being paid to the information that's delivered in between the priming and the delivering, right? During this withholding period, extra in, uh, attention is paid to the, the whatever is put into that space. And actually the science that was talked about in Writing for Impact backs this up, uh, that facial recognition increases for faces shown during this time period um, for an unrelated prime and deliver task, right? Um, and so this is the idea of putting this information inside a loop, right? Delivering part of your sales message in between the priming and the delivery of whatever we're using to stimulate that curiosity, right? And so all along the way, there's just this anticipation of informational and you can add emotional payoff. Uh, so, for example, me talking in the introduction about the, the headline formula that I hate, right? There's an extra, there's an extra little bit of uh, emotional payoff that is, that's maybe desired there if you're really interested in you know, what type of copywriting headlines you know, trigger my negative emotions, right? Uh, likewise, you can start with maybe a really compelling story. Right. So let me tell you about the disaster that was my very first real estate transaction before I realized that there was a better and easier way to make money in the real estate market. OK, so there's an emotional payoff that's expected in that disaster. Right. And then there's information that's expected as well, both the information about the disaster as well as the information about the um, about the successful method for making money in real estate, right? So playing with this, but really the, the core idea that I want you to remember this three-part framework is to prime them with an expectation in anticipation of some kind of information that's going to be delivered later in the copy. If there's an emotional component to it, better, right? And then don't give that information right away, withhold that information, and then eventually deliver that information or give them a way to get that information through your copy, through your offer. So that's the three-part framework. I would strongly encourage you to uh, swipe this TV game show secret. Uh, let me wrap up before the bonus and uh, give you a little call to action here. Ask yourself how you can use this. Do you have a current piece of copy that might work to edit this into it, right? Or do you have a new piece of copy that you're working on where it might make sense to do some of this anticipation, playing around with the TV game show secret, 
and um, and use that to get attention and hold attention a little stronger, right? Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want more content like this delivered to you. You can subscribe here. You can also check the links in the description to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com where you can sign up to get episode notifications and more exclusive content by email. I will also include a link in the description to the Writing for Impact book by Bill Burchard. Remember, remember, I am interviewing him very soon for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. So that episode will be coming out. Make sure you're subscribed so you get it, right? Uh, and I'll include a link to the Slide of Pen copywriting course. And I, I promised you answers to those questions, right? I promised you. So <laughs> let's go ahead and do that. Who first called advertising salesmanship multiplied? It was John E. Kennedy. Um, it's a phrase often associated with Claude Hopkins because they worked together at the Lord and Thomas ad agency and Claude Hopkins, well, he told the story, um, in a way that, um, I don't know, uh, that, that, that caught on through, through time in a bigger way. His scientific advertising is more popular. John E. Kennedy also wrote Reason Why Advertising, which is a particularly good classic of copywriting, marketing, and advertising. Uh, what's the job of the first sentence in any advertisement? To get the reader to read the second sentence. You just want to pull them in. <laughs> that, I think, I associate with uh, Joseph Sugarman. What neurotransmitter will keep buyers glued to your sales copy? Dopamine. We talked about that. What's the most profitable online marketing channel? Email, which uh, recent research found has a 44x ROI. And the headline formula that I absolutely hate is who else wants to or who else whatever. Who else wants to know the answer to this question? I'm Roy for this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.